0: Welcome to the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th TV Series Edition. I'm Vicki.
1: And I'm Kim. And these are the episode credits for Friday the 13th, the series, Season 2, Episode 20, Mesmer's Bobble. Series created by Frank Mancuso Jr.
0: and Larry B. Williams, written by Joe Gannon, directed by Armin Mastriani. Original air date, May 1st, 1989. All right. So we are back with Season 2, Episode 20 mesmer's bobble so that's the title on the dvds but on imdb they call it the secret agenda of mesmer's bobble so i don't know why that is we start with the singer, Angelica, singing a song that I hate. I don't even
1: remember hearing the song. Oh, my God.
0: It must not be expensive to use because it just seems like, I think, probably more back in the 70s, like Love Boat or, you know, those shows that always had some kind of singer. They always seem yeah. to be singing that song.
1: I don't remember. I don't, I don't even remember the song. It does not come to me. It does not come back to me.
0: It's Nat King Cole, I think, originally.
1: Okay, sorry, folks. I don't remember. She wasn't one of my favorite people. No,
0: not Natalie Cole. Nat King Cole.
1: oh mm -mm. i think i blocked her out what she sang
0: not natalie nat king cole her father
1: okay he sang it yeah
0: it's a very old song oh okay
1: i got you now. and i
0: just hate it i don't know why i'm just tired of it (laughs) then the camera shows us quite a lot of photos of the singer so we already know that we're going to be dealing with a stalker of some sort But then we see the owner of the photos, Howard, trying to cover scars or something on his face with makeup. And Howard works in a record store, which is probably where he got all those life-size photos of Angelica, I imagine. So his boss tells him that Angelica's people were stopping by the store, and maybe they can get Angelica to stop by as well to see the great job Howard is doing displaying her albums. (laughs) I'm sorry. Really? Really?
1: I probably would have faked it and said that, too, just to make them feel good about the display.
0: Right, but it's a rack. He's putting albums on a rack.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Make him feel good about his work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Howard is walking home after work, and he sees two men breaking into a store. They take off when they see him. Howard finds something on the sidewalk that must have fallen out of the window the robbers smashed. It's some sort of necklace. He picks it up, and then another guy grabs him, thinking that he was the one who broke the window of the store. The guy tries to keep Howard there until the police come, and Howard tells him to drop dead. The stone on the necklace begins to glow, and the expression on the guy's face turns blank, and he just begins to walk away and then just drops dead on the sidewalk. The police come and pull a gun on Howard, but we don't see what happened. So apparently he must have explained it all away, because in the next scene, Howard is walking into his apartment. He still has the necklace, and he begins to wonder if it can fix his face. And I really hope so, because that's the worst makeup job I've ever seen, trying to make someone look ugly. Oh, god. I mean, it looked like somebody threw white powder on his face on top of all the other hideous things they did. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. Even his nose, I was like, really?
0: I have that in my notes later. I was like, well, yeah, they're going to get rid of the fake nose. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of remember saying worst makeup job ever in another episode. I don't remember which. Mm -hmm. So their makeup is just not. I know it was the 80s. It was the late 80s. I think there was better makeup jobs going on. Uh, I think
1: so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: So as soon as he says that, he sees that his skin is clear. So he asks it to fix his face to make him look good, but nothing happens. So at the store, Ryan's excited about his two tickets to see Angelica's show. So while Ryan's going on and on about Angelica, Jack finds an entry in the manifest for Mesmer's bobble. He found it on a police stolen property record from the store that was robbed. He must check all robberies to see if things are listed. And then Mickey seems to recall that Mesmer was a hypnotist. So Jack adds that he was the first hypnotist and he invented hypnotism. The bobble was used to put people under by swinging it back and forth. Jack also mentions that it is a myth that hypnosis can force people to do absolutely anything. There were limits. But now that it's cursed, it's probably a different story.
1: I think we all got lucky. Look at this. Mesmer's bobble, Crystalline pendant, gold lattice frame, 18th century.
0: Now look at this. Police stolen property report. Item 17. Mesmer's bobble Stolen along with those other things from a place called Pinkman's.
1: Mesmer was a hypnotist, wasn't he? Was the very first. He invented the science. Use the bauble to induce trances.
0: So Mickey and Ryan head for the police station to try and get more information on the robbery investigation. And then Angelica arrives at the club to a group of screaming fans. The mob includes Howard. He tries to get her attention, but he's lost in a crowd of everyone else trying to get her attention. So when Howard gets back to the record shop, he's introduced to Anita, who's from Angelica's record company. His boss asks him to show Anita the stock, and she also comments on how much his face is cleared up. But she looks like she thinks something's wrong, because really, no matter how well whatever cream she thought he was using was working, it couldn't have cleared up everything overnight. Right. So in the stock room, Howard asks a lot of questions about Angelica. And then Anita agrees to answer more questions for Howard, but his first question is whether she sleeps naked or not. He oh, just, God. I know. You know, up until this point, I felt sorry for him. I did. Up until that point, I actually felt sorry for him. I just thought he was some guy who was bullied all his life, which is probably the case. You know, desperate to be noticed.
1: But he's a jury You know. <sighs> My mouth is like, I even said that. They right. actually put that in and that would be the first question. And she just said something about creepy guys. Creepy guys say that stuff.
0: Exactly. And who thinks that's a good question to ask anybody? Right. But-
1: what happened to what she eat for breakfast? <laughs> What's your favorite cereal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sam, because. <go> <laughs>
0: This is, like, one of the only ones that I could think of that I actually felt sorry for. Yeah,
1: you're good. I didn't feel sorry for him at all. He was creepy with the with the posters. Well,
0: yeah, he was. Yeah, he was creepy with the posters. But, yeah, but I could have gotten over that because I kind of felt bad for him that people were treating him terribly. You know, like when the girls made fun of him in the record store, you could see how it hurt him.
1: Right, so- but it's called soap. <laughs> it, it's called soap. <laughs> can't fix the nose, but if this here wasn't so toily, it would have been not that, that bad. But you look dirty.
0: Right. I still felt bad for him up until he asked that question. I did feel bad for him. And I was like, what?
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That, after all, I kept on saying what you've got to be. I wasn't, expecting no. you, I wasn't expecting that at all.
0: I expected him to ask innocent questions because he just reminded me. I don't know what he reminded me of.
1: But if you want to know about her, Why would it be that? Who cares? I I couldn't understand that one. I don't know why they wrote that in the script.
0: Right, it was weird. I mean, I guess he, he had asked something to get her nervous and want to leave.
1: Right, but it could it have been at least the third question you asked her? Yeah,
0: and actually, it didn't have to be any question. She was there to take album orders, which doesn't make sense to me either. Why is a record company taking orders for records? But, you know, she was going to leave eventually, so why would you have to get her upset to chase her out? You don't have to. Because he know that he
1: needed to be nicer looking, so that he knew he had a kill to be oh, nice.
0: that's what, but that's what I mean. So wait until she's done taking her order. You don't have to ask disgusting questions to get him upset, unless he just really didn't believe that they were disgusting.
1: No, he probably. I don't think he did. I guess you really don't have a conversation with people. Sometimes you don't know how to ask the question. Yeah. Or you can't read the room.
0: But, you know, what I meant was if they wrote it that way because they needed some reason for him to piss her off, they really didn't. Because he could have had her walk into traffic after she took her order. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're absolutely right.
0: I don't know why they did that, but it was gross. (laughs) Yeah, so after he asked that question, Anita starts to believe that he is, and I quote, one of those wacko fans. And as we kind of already talked about, Anita gets uncomfortable with the questions and asks what albums they need in stock so she can get out of there. At one point, she's had enough when he asks what kind of men Angelica likes, and she yells at him, ones that don't look like you. She tries to leave, but he takes the bauble out from under his shirt. He shines it on her, and she gets that blank face, and he suggests they go for a walk. She complies, and he steals her backstage pass before they go outside. So once they're out of the store, um, Howard tells Anita to go play in traffic, and she gets hit by a truck. I'm not laughing about somebody getting hit by a truck, but his boss runs out and tells Howard to call an ambulance. And I don't know why they just didn't tell her to drop dead like the first guy. Why does she have to get hit by a truck? You know, getting hit by a truck, there's always the chance that she won't die. Especially the way she dramatically right. got knocked over gently by the truck. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I mean he could have said drop dead, she coulda walked away, he didn't even have to be there. And she could have right. just dropped dead somewhere on the sidewalk. Why right. have her get hit by a truck where there's a small chance that she could live?
1: Right, that's it, true. You know? I said I thought the same thing. It's people been hit by cars, trucks and lived to tell it.
0: Right, right. Especially getting gently knocked over by the truck.
1: Yeah. She was gently knocked over <laughs> by the truck.
0: <laughs> So he goes into the store, we guess to call 911, but they don't show us. But later at his apartment, he asks the bobble to make him beautiful, and someone, Angelica, will notice. It's weird. That, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, we should have known what he really wanted. Because I thought it was weird the whole time that they never said, make him look handsome. They always said, make him beautiful, make him pretty. He always asked to be made beautiful or pretty, and even Mickey said, pretty, instead of handsome or good looking.
1: Oh, I missed it.
0: I did too until just now when I just read my notes where he asked to be beautiful so she'll so, notice him. so well,
1: I don't know. The way he was on that poster, I was like, right, he you know, wanted to be, be with her, you know, like sexually.
0: Yeah, I think he thought he did until he had her and then he realized that he wanted to be her. I don't think he went into this wanting to be her. I think he went into this thinking he wanted her. Right. He realized that he wanted to be her. Now that I'm reading my notes, there were clues all along. Because I thought it was weird that they kept saying beautiful and pretty instead of handsome and good looking. You know what I mean? Oh,
1: uh, I missed those
0: clues. Yeah, they said it all the way through. And I bet you those were supposed to be clues that I missed until just now. Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay. Mm. So there's a lot of pain and face grabbing, screaming and moaning, but we don't get to see his face. Instead, we're outside the club the next day. Howard uses the pass to get in. He looks better, his hair is better, and they took off the fake nose he was wearing. So he's wandering around the rehearsal and introduces himself to Angelica and her manager as Anita's replacement. He tries to get her to talk with him some more, but her manager rushes her away and tells Howard that they can talk after. So Angelica gets back to her dressing room with Roger. Howard is hiding in the room as she gets ready for the show. Roger is still complaining about spending too much time with fans. She's getting undressed. Howard is watching and Roger's not leaving. So it's pretty clear that Anita and Roger are an item. But Howard's not happy. (laughs) (laughs) So Mickey and Ryan talk to the store owner who was robbed. The police told them that most of his stock was recovered except for the bobble. So they're wondering if the bobble was actually part of the robbery. And the store owner gives them Howard's name. Because he saw the whole robbery. He says he can tell Mickey and Ryan that the Bible was stolen. So after rehearsal, Howard tries to talk to Angelica again. But Roger's nasty and tells him to get lost. Roger again is not happy. So Mickey and Ryan go to the record store to see Howard. But his boss tells them that he quit out of the clear blue sky. She tells them that he had a hard time working there with people making fun of his looks. She tells them about the accident the day before as well. Then we go back to Howard. He's stewing in his apartment. He's convinced that Angelica wants him, and Roger has no right to stand in the way. Just then, Mickey and Ryan show up at the door, asking about the robbery, and if he noticed a pendant. From the door, Mickey can see all of the Angelica posters in his apartment. And of course, they notice that he's not as ugly as he's been described by both the robbery victim and his boss. So they believe he has the bauble. Mickey also believes that Angelica might be what he's doing all this for. So they decide to find where Angelica's staying to see if Howard shows up there. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel.
1: Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of All Things Eureka. You can listen at rewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And we're back. Howard shows up at Roger's apartment and flashes the bobble at him and directs him to finish his shave. A close shave. He directs him to shave closer and closer until he cuts his own throat. And after Roger dies, Howard wishes to have her, Angelica. And then he didn't have to go to Roger's apartment and make him cut himself shaving you know anybody could have seen him there I don't know it just doesn't make sense I mean if we were looking at it like a crime drama show anybody could have seen him go in that apartment and then the guy's covered in blood and he's with his throat cut if somebody saw him go in the apartment and then later this guy goes for a walk and drops dead on the sidewalk He's not a suspect.
1: Right. If
0: you're looking at it like a crime drama, which I shouldn't, I guess.
1: No, but I understand you're right. Because, the first I'd just be telling people drop dead. Because it's a lot easier. It's a heart attack.
0: Right. And he doesn't have to be near him when he does. You know, he could have told what's-her-name to go play in traffic and stayed in the back room. She would have right. walked out to play in traffic. He's not near her. You know, nobody could say he pushed her into traffic. And if he told Roger to go play in traffic, he doesn't have to be near him. So people don't see him at his apartment and then near him when he dro- when he dies. I mean the whole cutting his throat was I thought it was ridiculous. I thought there could have been better ways to do that. Yeah. I mean, right here in this instance, the bobble isn't even necessary. I mean, what's the point of going into somebody's hotel room or apartment and standing there three inches away from him while he cuts his own throat? I mean, technically, Howard could have done this himself. Right. But there's no point to this bobble. What's the point? I mean, so you're leaving the apartment, and whether you did it or the guy did it himself, you're leaving an apartment with a guy with a cut throat and blood all over the place. It doesn't make sense. hmm You're right. So... Mickey and Ryan arrive at the hotel in time to see them bringing Roger's body out. A woman in the lobby says it was suicide. And they're also in time to see Angelica and Howard come out of the elevator, with Howard yelling to photographers that she needs her privacy. So at the store, Jack reads a news article about the death, which quotes Howard talking about Roger's recent bout with depression, which obviously he made up for the newspaper to make his suicide seem reasonable. Mickey tells Jack that they didn't find the bauble when they searched Howard's apartment. Jack thinks that that he's carrying the bauble around with him. Jack also has been doing some research. The bauble had two owners since it was in the store. It fulfills the owner's deepest desires, but only as long as it's in the owner's possession. I've been doing some research. Since Lewis got his hands on it, it's been through two owners.
1: Now, apparently, what the bauble does... It fulfills all your deepest desires. Only as long as you have possession. I'm killing to make it work. So Howard's made himself pretty and gone after the rock star that he's always idolized.
0: So they assume that Howard used it to make himself handsome, although Mickey says pretty, and to get close to Angelica. They all come to the conclusion that anyone close to Angelica will probably also be in danger. So Howard visits Angelica in her dressing room and says she's taking, he's taking care of Roger's arrangements, Angelica breaks down and says she can't do the show without Roger. She wants to cancel, but Howard gives her a whole speech about how her fans need her and how she needs Howard. Kirk, one of the guys working on the show, comes to the door and tells her that it would be understandable if she wanted to postpone the show. But both Angelica and Howard, Howard not very nicely, tell him that she'll do it. And I kind of thought he was going to be the next victim because Howard was acting nasty to him. Right, yeah. Although he really wants her to be with her fans. Which I would think that if he wanted her that much, he'd want her all to himself. Right, yeah. So I kind of thought it was weird that he was trying to talk her into doing the show, that her fans needed her. Right. Because if he were a stalker in the true sense of the word, he would want to keep everybody away from her. He would want her all to himself, and he doesn't. He te- keeps telling her her fans need her. Right. So I guess that probably was another clue that I should have picked up on be- before now. <laughs> 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 So he brings Angelica to his apartment to show her the wall of Angelica. And if she were not under his spell, I'm sure she'd be running out of there and screaming. But that's not how it goes. Mickey and Ryan rush into the club, but the doorman won't let him in and tells them she's left with Howard. At the apartment, Howard, who has everything we thought that he wanted, realizes that he doesn't really want Angelica. He wants to be Angelica. And this scene was hard to sit through. It was Um, gross. It was But then they threw in the twist And that kind of saved the whole episode for me
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because it was a good one The transformation scene was weird With all that goo and stuff And I was kind of wondering if he was supposed to kill someone To be able to be her But they didn't show what happened to the real Angelica So I guess she was melted or something And maybe that counts as him killing her
1: Well I guess yeah Because I was cracking up When um, Mickey went
0: down to touch the ooze Oh my god
1: I kept on saying this Oh, that's
0: her. And, yeah, I wrote that down, too, because that was gross. Right. So she must have melted. And they just moved to the dressing room before the show. Mm-hmm. And now the show's ready to begin. At the same time, Mickey and Ryan are banging on Howard's apartment door. So Mickey finds the goo from the transformation, and they look no further. So why would you break in and not look around? I mean, they found goo. They have no idea what the goo is. And Mickey puts her hands in it, like you said, not knowing what it is. Gross. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they check the rest of the apartment? They have no idea what the goo is. They don't know he transformed into her because they still think they're looking for Howard. Right. Why wouldn't you look anywhere else?
1: I guess they figured time was of the essence.
0: Right, but I mean you you went through the trouble of breaking into the guy's apartment, you know? Look around the apartment, see if somebody else is in there or see if he's in there, you know? Right,
1: well the apartment didn't look that big anyways. It could have been easy to sweep that apartment because it was so small. Of course. Yep.
0: So Angelica is waiting to go on and she's making I guess what's supposed to be evil faces. There's a lot of long shots of weird face making in this episode. Yeah. I feel like this is time wasting like from that episode with the baseball ring where people oh, okay. where people yeah. were getting thrown around for whatever reason forever. Yeah. You know, what was the point of her making all these faces? We know it's Howard. We don't need to right. we don't need to watch her make faces for a full minute so we know it's not her. We know it's not her. So Mickey and Ryan get back to the club and go inside. They still think they're looking for Howard. Angelica takes the stage and she's wearing the bobble. So Mickey's able to grab the bobble, which is hilarious, when Angelica plays to the crowd and bends down at the edge of the stage. Like, she's not going to feel somebody pulling a chain off her neck. Angelica doesn't notice until her voice begins to change in the middle of a song. Then she screams and we see the, like, altered states. Remember that
1: movie? No. Yeah. No? I didn't see that.
0: The way her back looked with the muscles and things quenching oh, okay. and stuff. That's what it reminded me of. So we see that gross transformation happen on stage. So Howard screams and loses it when he sees his old face on the monitors and falls into a light pit. Why do they have an open electrical pit on the stage?
1: Well, <laughs> wait a minute, just recently, there was a concert where the guy fell into, something like that it was like part of, I don't know what it was supposed to come down or something. But he forgot and and fell in and he got, I don't know if he hurt himself. Something happened. Really? Yeah. And it was recently, it was a guy singing. I can't remember, but I remember seeing the, the video. And it's recently, it was a singer. Okay. I can't remember his name, but yeah, it was like one of those square things. He fell and he tripped into it. That's so... Yeah, it didn't have lights and nothing, but he tripped into it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's weird. Why do they have an open hole on the stage?
1: I think the open hole was supposed to be either, Pardon me wants to say it was supposed to come up and then go down, or he's supposed to know his spot.
0: Yeah, but still, that's kind of... So
1: well, it's an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it doesn't make sense. I never saw anything like that. Anyway, he's electrocuted. So later at the store, Ryan's moping and playing that song I hate, and Ryan thinks that they were too slow to figure out what was happening. But I don't think that anyone would have come up with the idea that Howard wanted to be her and not be with her. Um, right. He just appeared to be a creepy stalker to everyone.
1: Right. Uh, well even like Jack said, he said, We don't know what was in his head. Right. We don't know what's in somebody's head. And originally I thought that he wanted to be be with her. Exactly. Her.
0: And Jack doesn't think that Howard even understood, which we said earlier, what he really wanted until he had Angelica there.
1: Right, Mm mhm.
0: So, The Cursed Antique is a hypnotist's crystal bobble that grants wishes after it is used to kill a hypnotized victim. Okay, so the repeat actors, Martin Newfield is Howard in this episode. He also played Robert Simpson in The Great Montero. So I tried to look to see who Simpson was. The way it was described was he was the original owner's, the magician's box. He was the original owner's assistant who thought that he should have inherited the act when his magician died. There was another one, I forget who it was, but he's in like three episodes, but they're not listed in the episodes anymore, so it's hard for me to Mm -hmm. figure out by the uh, name. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so what did you think of this one?
1: It was just creepy, and I mean, if I really cared for her, it would be different, but... right. Not really a fan. So it was like one of those things going, okay, you know, the wannabe famous, you know, well, I can't say that, the, I'm their number one fan. Uh, I still don't never understand that concept, but he was weird. As soon as they showed him, I was like, oh, God, another creepy guy. And wasn't he a creepy guy before? <laughs>
0: In The Great Montero, I barely remember him. I'd have to look at the episode again.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. I just all just all He just looks like all of them. It doesn't matter if he played that part or
0: not. He kind of looks like that other guy that's been in a yeah. lot. The guy who was in Cupid's Quiver, and uh, he was just in something we just did recently.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Know all
0: guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of him. The one from Cupid's Quiver has been creepy in almost all the episodes he's been in.
1: Right. Surprised me, not all psychopaths are uh, creepy looking. Right, yeah.
0: The show goes over the top on a lot of things.
1: Yeah, so just surprised me with a real nice person that, you know, everybody likes, but underneath it all, they're crazy.
0: Yeah, but it was really hard to sit through this, so I was glad that we got the twist, because that saved it. It definitely saved the episode for me.
1: Yeah, and it was good that there was nobody. I liked that there was no body. Right. You know, it was the ooze in an apartment on the rug, and that love scene. Oh, God, that was so gross. Why did I need to see his chest?
0: Yeah, <laughs> but other than that, I was like, why is he staring at the pictures like that? And it should have occurred to me then, and it still didn't. You know, I was like, why does he keep staring at the picture? He has it right there. And mm-hmm. You know, there were clues all along the way that I didn't get.
1: Right. I didn't like the episode, but it, the twist at the end, like you said, it was, it was good.
0: Yeah. Like we said last week, there were two episodes without Jack, and then the next episode was Jack alone. And in this one, I started to think we were only going to see Jack in that little clip at the beginning. Because mm-hmm. it took a long time before we saw him again. Yeah. And I was like, they must hate each other. Maybe they don't want to be <laughs> the same. <laughs> Because I thought that was all we were going to see of them. Yeah. But like I said, it was really creepy. And I was glad that there was this twist because it kind of saved the uh, episode. hmm I not only liked the little twist, but through this episode when we were talking about it, I mentioned how they kept saying beautiful and pretty. And I missed that clue.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and before he decided he wanted to be her and he was trying to convince her her fans needed her which I thought while I was watching it and as I was reading my notes was odd because that's not stalker behavior you know and as I'm reading the notes I realized all these things that I missed and I'm saying that there were clues that we missed but I don't think there were clues that we missed I don't think anybody would have figured out what he wanted by those clues
1: right it was yeah
0: but it's cool that they were there because when you're looking back and you do find out he wanted to be her you look back and you remember all these things so I don't think there are things we missed I don't think this was anything we would have been able to figure out on the way
1: I would have never thought
0: it but they were things that stood out in my mind because I put them in my notes I thought they were weird could we have taken that and figured out the end I don't think so but when you do find out the end and you look back on the episode the little things they threw in were cool I thought. I'm hoping that maybe they're going to do that, because usually during the episode, we know exactly what's going on, and who has right. the artifact, and who's getting killed. The only suspense is how they're going to kill the person, or how they're going to get it back. But last week, the twist was it wasn't an artifact, right?
1: Yeah, it wasn't an artifact.
0: Right. No. I keep saying artifact, antique. And then antique. we had one a couple weeks ago, the gambling one, where we find out at the end it was the mother who killed her husband. Remember that one? Yeah. No. The gambling one with that creepy guy that we just talked about oh with the world series ring and we find out at the end it was the mother who actually killed her husband
1: right yep yeah
0: Mm -hmm. so i like that they're adding little twists which is kind of good because there's really nothing suspenseful anymore we just need to know how they're going to get the antique yeah Yeah. because you know at the time even if they don't know what the antique is doing we usually do at some point you know We don't know if they have to kill every day or whatever, but it's kind of apparent. So I like that they're adding these little twists. I hope it continues.
1: Yeah, me too, yeah.
0: All right, so we'll be back next week with episode 21, and we'll see you then. See you then. Bye. Bye.
1: This is Doug reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for The 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition. Suspense Night, provided by Anton Kornienko. Pixabay user 147-98912. Free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at The Warehouse.